Hello and welcome to Anime to Z, the podcast dedicated to all things anime. I'm rapper and musician Shay Lingo, and anime to me is what treasure is to Ashalad, something I can't get enough of. And I'm Dag Hill, a comedian, writer and artist, and anime is to me what Prince Canute is to Ashalad. Important, intriguing and very, very pretty. So in this episode, we meet a character nicknamed The Ear, who has superhuman hearing. If you could have a superpower, Shay, what would it be? Or is there like something you already consider to be your superpower? I mean... Keep it PG. I would like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, if I had a superpower, I think I would want maybe invisibility. Mm. No, no. I would want the power of deduction. Oh. Oh, nice. Like a Sherlock Holmes kind of vibe, like how they depict it. In you the, just in the... get how stuff's done. Yeah. Like I can That's just, cool. I can smell the room and go, ha, there's a scent. There's a faint scent of ha ha in the room. So mm. this, 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 and that, 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 and this, 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 and that, that, that. And then come to the conclusion of what you ate for breakfast and what you ate yesterday. And the Based fact that you're going to be, you're, you might, and in five seconds, you're going to need to use the bathroom. Like I need, yeah, I want to yeah. that, that, I need that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need that. I feel like you can win over anyone with that. You could get anything done with that. I mean, I don't know if you can win over anyone by telling them when they need to go to the bathroom. I think they'd be so impressed with the fact that they would then need to go to the bathroom. They'd think you were like controlling them. The problem is, is that I would then need you to be with me all the time. Because I'd be like, you need to warn me when I need, like, should I go now or or will I be okay for the next hour? (laughs) (laughs) Just be emailing me. So, yeah. um... I like that this went from like working out how murders are done to like, I can tell when you need the toilet. Yeah, you would. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay what would yours be mine uh my my real one is i make a really good cheese on toast really yeah yeah my seat all right i've got well you've, you've got your standard where you put on some tomato paste and like yeah. oregano and stuff i mean that's not standard yeah. for me but i hear you that's but that's, that is you know, already got, that is already crazy already. that is gourmet but I'll, t- I'll tell you what my my favorite is this is my secret i'll, I'll let all the listeners know as well yeah. mayonnaise yeah you toast your bread okay. you stick some na- mayonnaise on it okay then you put your cheese on top Oh, actually, what I like to do is mix in a little bit of garlic granules or gra- garlic oh. salt into the mayonnaise, then your cheese, yeah. and then a couple of dashes of Tabasco. Beautiful. Put that bad boy under the griller. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's yeah. not, do you know what? I might have to try that. Yeah. I'm lactose, but I might have to try that. And I tell you what, after you've eaten that, I mean, anyone can deduce what you've eaten if you've had mayonnaise, cheese, and garlic. And, and hot sauce. <laughs> and hot sauce. They know Ooh. when you're going to the bathroom. Terrible. What would, uh, what would your nickname be then? If, if your powers were of deduction. Deduction. I wouldn't have one. Oh. I wouldn't have a name. Mysterious. Yeah, I wouldn't have a name. That's so cruel that only people that don't have the powers of deduction could never deduce what your name is. Exactly. And that's why I wouldn't have one. It would be like, you tell me what my name is. Oh, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I would. Or like, what's your name? It doesn't matter. So today it is episode 12. It is. Of Inland Saga, The Land on the Far Bank, which is streaming right now on Prime Video. That means we're almost halfway through. Is it is both too soon and not soon enough because mm. I need to know how this ends. Word, word, word. As usual, you know the vibes. This conversation is going to contain spoilers. So if you'd rather watch the episode first, press pause and then come back when you're all caught up. Beck. Yes. Talk to me. How do you feel about trying to top your all-time best recap? Oh, I don't know if I could, but we'll give it a shot. I've got faith in you, though. Okay. Well, oh my gosh, this episode had Everything. Mm. Uh, ears, boats, walking, surprise Welshmen, mm. teen grunting, mm. walking, mm. political and geographical history, mm. casual evangelism, mm. walking. Mm. There's a lot of walking. There's loads of walking. <laughs> and just when you're like, oh, Ashalad might have pulled this off, mm-hmm. then that's right, you guessed it. Arrows. Come on. Always bloody arrows. Two, two. Always. 
I have no idea who the Arrow folk are, but Thorfinn was extra grunty about it and mm. left us on a total cliffhanger. Facts. And that's it. That's my that's my summary of the episode. That was good, though. I think that was one of your most concise ones, I think. It was, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. <laughs> what did you think of the episode? Yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I think it had a little bit more of a political edge. Some tactical and st- strategic things have happened. Yeah, which you know we liked I mean? from the last episode. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, Ash, again, Ash, it just it just reaffirms how calculated Ashlad is as a person. But that, that son of Lydia thing really threw me. So, mm. I, do you know what I mean? I was just like, what? okay, there's there's history here. You've you've got nobility. And prior to that, you just seemed like a mercenary. So there's definitely more to his story that I want to figure out. I agree. So we've got our context section next. And obviously the ideal situation would be to chat to a character from Villain Saga. Mm-hmm. Where are you going with this, Beck? Well, we've managed to get the next best thing. We've got Bjorn. And by that, I mean... The actor who played Bjorn in the TV show Vikings. No way. Oh, ah. ba ba bell. Six, 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 six. I'd like to welcome to Animator Z, actor, singer, and former Viking, Alexander Ludwig. Hey. Yo. Ah, <laughs> What's going on? How are you, bro? I'm doing great, man. You're very, very good. well. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us as a former Viking. I was just going to say, you're so much smilier than you are in Vikings. Like, your Bjorn character is just so terrifying. It's probably because I'm not freezing my ass off in Ireland for, uh, <laughs> for one. Fair enough. <laughs> no, man, it was, it was, it was the, the, one of the great experiences. I think, it, you know, as you guys probably know too, like every once in a while, you, uh, you grind it out for so long and you finally have a win. And it's so great to just be uh, a part of something you're so proud of. And, the, and that show was was certainly that for me. I I, uh, I never expected it to have the success it had. And I'm such a, a history nerd. So getting to be a part of not just a great show, but also getting to learn as I was, was just, was just amazing. Were you interested in Vikings, like Viking history specifically before you got into it? Or did you grow to love it as you were doing it? Did you have to do any research? I was, I was really interested in it. However, I think that what was really cool about the show, at least from where I was sitting, was just that, you know, history is written by the victors, you know, and, and, I, and I feel like I had this perception of Vikings as they were these, these monsters that came from, you know, the north and, and raped and pillaged. And, and yes, of course, there was a lot of that that happened. Uh, what I didn't think I really quite understood or, or realized was actually how much of a contribution they had left on our world and 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 you know in in a way they were kind of like our first astronauts some of the places that they went and some of the things that they did was just was just incredible uh, so from your time spent playing Bjorn, what did you learn about what it means to be a true warrior you know one thing i loved about the viking culture so much was the the element of equality that they had in their in their army like a woman could be a general you know, there was no, there was no different between that. And, and really what it came down to wasn't if you were a man or a woman, but who you were as a person and a leader. And in the Viking culture, I think that, you know, inevitably when you're doing your research and you're trying to portray a, you know, a boy who becomes a man, who becomes a legend, you're trying to show this like element of growth. And I think that in a way I kind of grew myself playing the character, but I think that long answer short is uh, simply I think being a warrior is 
is integrity, credibility, and honor. And I think putting the the welfare of others before yourself. Wow. Yeah. Would you say that you've carried that into your real life? It's funny that I just said those three words because my dad always brought me up. And even when I was a kid, he was like, what are the three most important things in life? And I'd always say integrity, credibility, and honor. Yeah. I definitely think that I try to live that way. I think most people do. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I've always been of the mindset that most people are good. Obviously Bjorn is one of my favorite characters, had a fair share of battles and fights on the show and was known as one of the best. He even fought a bear at one point. <laughs> uh, so do you have any tips on how to win How to win a duel? And if so, like what kind of choreography were you learning at that time as well? I mean, hey, look, if you're actually in a, I'm ashamed to say I've been in my fair share of fights back in the day. And I think that if you're, if you're ever actually in a fight, you want to disarm the person as quickly as possible. And, and I think all bets are off in that when somebody's, you know, with your life's at risk. But uh, when it comes to uh, fighting a bear, um, I think I was, I think, I think um, I was just very grateful that uh, I was a huge fan of the bear's work. Uh, he was, nice. he, uh, he, he was the, uh, the anchor man bear um, ah. named Whopper. So uh, certainly more famous than me. It was crazy because we had to, like we filmed in, that was one of the coolest experiences. Like that's why I got into this job. Like that, it's so freaking cool to get to, we went to Northern Canada, we took snowmobiles to set and this old woman had brought this bear up, actually two bears. One was a guy, one was a girl, it was a, a Whopper and Ursula. They were these massive Kodiak bears. And there was a close, literally a clothesline between me and the bear. And they said, the bear thinks this line is electric, so it's not going to cross it, but it's not. So don't get too close. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like waiting for the bear to just like touch it and be like, nah, I'm hungry. And like, this isn't doing anything. But that was an incredible, incredible experience. I still don't really know what you're supposed to do, though. I think it really depends on the species of bear. But, you know, some people say you're supposed to play dead and some people say you're supposed to, you know, yell as loud as you can at the bear oh yeah i guess the answer is don't get too close and to hope, hope that it thinks that stuff is electrical Word. exactly <laughs> or just avoid forests and, and bear territory at all costs. yeah just don't get Do you know bears. Like, exactly leave the bears exactly <laughs> so in the episode that we're discussing today of vinland saga they're mar like the, all these vikings they're marching for ages would you say that marching is actually a like the hardest part of Viking life. I've always, I always thought about that too. Like just what would it be like to be living, you know, in such harsh times back in those days and having to march for miles and miles. But I also think that our life is, is relative. I've been to like, you know, third world countries and met some of the happiest people in the world. So I, so I think that similarly, I could only go off of my experience and, and say that I, I do think that they would have been conditioned to do things like that because they don't know a different, a different life, but certainly as, you know, a guy from a, you know, relatively cosmopolitan area in comparison to a, the Viking culture. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was brutal. And, you know, you were wearing a lot of like, you know, clothes that they would have worn back in the day and it doesn't keep you as warm as you'd think. I mean, the furs are great, but but I mean, there's holes in all these things and, you, and you know, you're wearing these boots that are giving you blisters and it's just, and it rains a ton. So I think the thing that like shocked me the most was how uncomfortable it was. And it certainly wasn't a show for divas, but I do think that, um, 
the marching took its toll for sure. I don't think it was the hardest thing about, I don't think it would have been the hardest thing about being a Viking, but it was certainly up there for sure. What do you think the hardest thing about being a Viking would have been? It's a great question. I think the hardest thing about being a Viking, it would have had to have been the elements. It would have been brutal because especially in those areas of Scandinavia, um, trying to stay warm, trying to have enough food stored through the winter and then and then ha waiting for the ice to melt. And then I can't even imagine that, that like, the only thing I can compare this to is like getting on a spaceship and going to Mars, like being, being some person who's like, Hey, I built this boat. I have no idea where I'm going. It's super dangerous. Who wants to come? And we're, Oh, by the way, like we might find nothing. We might never come back and you're going to leave your family. The, what, the craziest thing and what made them so, so scary though, was to, to other people was just that they did not fear death. And it was the first time that you, they actually welcomed it. And I think that that was terrifying for other people because you see these people who are actually eager to fight. Like they, they, they wanted to, because for them, that was their way to go to Valhalla. How, how do you find that gels with your personal motivations? You know, it's funny. I, I mean, look, any Viking could have kicked my ass, that's for sure. But I, I, will say, I will say that I think that there has to be an element to be successful in anything that isn't a nine-to-five job where you're working for someone else. Or you're, you have to have this element of, if I'm 80 years old and jobless, at least I did my 12-year-old self proud. Wow. Yeah, and, nice. Oh, it's a know. lovely, lovely phrase. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it is sort of like a, I will die for this thing, you know, because there's moments where you have to question that you're like, well, shit, man, I can't pay the bills. And, you know, what am I doing with my life? And, you know, I'm looking at left and right and this guy's doing this and this girl's doing this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know what, this is what I love. And this is what I'm good at. I'm putting my horse blinders on. I'm not looking to my left or to my right. And I'm running this race by myself. Word. I think, I think there's an element of like, that plays into the element of like sacrifice as well if we're talking about like death and and life and 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 your and your life path specifically then and now and what the comparisons and differences might be but the the one main thing i think we spoke about in a previous episode as well is like you're willing to go the mile you're willing to go the distance for that thing just just to see it through satisfy your inner child or but mainly just to like live your life the way you wanted to live it rather than the way you think or rather than the way your environment might tell you to live it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think I think the Vikings are a perfect example of that. Like, welcoming death is the only is probably the only obstacle that we have. Do you know what I mean? To like actually understand and make peace with the fact that we're not going to be here at some point in life. Like that is the only thing I think mainly that motivates everything else, good and bad. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it's I think I think what they've done, what they've done both in Vikings and just I mean the Viking culture generally is yeah they were extremely brave if if to, to say the least do you know what i mean about from welcoming death and their spirituality and the way that they decided to to navigate that all the way through to just doing what they want on impulse and not really caring about the the, the consequences of it until it's happened do you know what i'm saying lastly because we've got to let you go but before that i was just wondering if there was any uh, like a storyline or an aspect of viking history that you were really excited to reenact I think that if there was any Viking storyline that I would like to have played out more, it would have been Beer and Ironside going to Africa. I had no idea that the Vikings had ever made it to Africa. That blew my mind. I think a whole season could have been done in Africa. I mean, you know, Vikings, you see Vikings on camels and then 
bartering and trading with this whole new beautiful world is to me that was fascinating to watch the you know the contradiction uh, of these two uh, these two different uh, cultures and I would have loved to have done a, a whole season and you know in reality Bjorn made it out of Africa barely with his life they were attacked mid-ocean and we were going to do this uh, on the show but because of budget we had to cut it but we were supposed to be attacked on the ocean and then Bjorn made it away with with all the treasure but pretty much all of his army didn't make it that's super crazy to like be in that situation and realize okay we got a pivot like and all that stuff so yeah. but i wish we had more time to talk to you about this man uh me too you guys are awesome oh thank you well likewise you, what uh what stuff have you got coming up that we can all keep an eye out for i i, I have a new show out right now called heels it's on stars it's about um the pro wrestling in georgia and then I got another film coming out soon called National Champions in November about uh, collegiate football players being compensated. Wow. Okay. Very different topics. Yeah. All covered by a very talented man. I appreciate you, brother. Oh, come on. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Have a good one. Okay, I'm very ready to talk more about this episode now okay. we've got some context. So we got deeper analysis now. Yeah, although what I will say is, after speaking to Alexander, mm -hmm. I want more female Vikings. Yeah, no, Give definitely. me my female Vikings. On to episode 12, though. Yep. Obviously, we talked about there's a lot of marching. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of walking to the point where Bjorn even has a point where he has to address uh, Ashalad and say to him, like, yo, bro, they're getting frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, I think we should address them. And Ashley's like, bro, frustrated keeps them on their toes. You get Bjorn's me? come so far. Yeah, yeah, man. From his mushroom eating days. Do you know what? I feel like I feel like he was always this guy. He just didn't get the light he deserved. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's underexposed, underexposed. Mm, mm. So yeah, they have that moment. And then Ashlad's really playing his cards, like holding his cards close to his chest. Yes. What I like about it is that they justified why he's doing that is, mm. you know, that when they're worried, mm. they march faster. Yeah, yeah. Which is so cruel. But it's, also I can see from a leader's point of view, you're like, we don't gain anything by letting everyone know what the plan is. So he's going to, he's just got to do his job then. Yeah. Ah, uh, usually. Oh, I hate that. Usually. <laughs> on but the other I'm side. With, I get it. I get it. Because, you know, also you could have traders, you could have people run off and tell mm -hmm. Sorkel's mm -hmm. guys what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, you, yeah, it was right. It was the right choice. And they did end up sensing the guy up on the, the guys up on the hill anyway. So, yeah, they, he, his, his suspicions were definitely correct. But um, at one point, the ear is, has his super powered ears to the ground. And he's talking about them being two. He spoke about them being two days away just yesterday. And Bjorn addresses him like he says, like, well, the ear says, yo, like they're only a day away now. Mm. And Bjorn's like, bro, yesterday they were two days away. So how have they, well, they got closer, innit? <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like Torkel's men are super catching up to that. I think anxiety was a big thing as a, as a Viking. I think probably every Viking suffered from anxiety. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and a host of other mental health. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I think yeah. anxiety for for me from looking in, especially after talking to Alexander, a lovely guy, definitely, definitely took Paramount from the elements to being killed in your sleep by somebody you had an argument with earlier that day because they had fights. Over no wonder nothing. they welcomed death. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like you kind of have to. You kind of have to find a way to 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 accommodate death into your into your life path. Funnily yeah. enough. I, what I love about this show, and mm. I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again, is even little side characters, they give them something. It's yeah. not just someone who's there to push the story along. Mm -hmm. They give them a personality. They mm -hmm. give them, like, there's so much attention that goes into that. And what I loved is we start with the ferryman uh, uh, who's, you know, fishing. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and like, even 
I remember him because they gave him like a personality. Yeah, you know? yeah, all, yeah. all he was in there was to deliver a letter. Do you know what's so crazy is that I feel like there was a point, there was like this weird tension point where Ashlad hands the, the ferryman the letter, the little scroll that he mm. wants him to carry over to the elders to get reinforcements. And there's a moment when uh, he says, yeah, I'm I'm the, the, the son of XYZ. And he looks at him again and there's a moment where the camera focuses in on Ashalad's armor, as yes. if to say the armor is meant to be an indicator of some something. Something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that and moment I, for me was that. like, do you know what I mean? It was really, it was really informative. What I wasn't sure was that when they showed it, and like it's obviously it's that armor where it shows you the abs and stuff. I was like, <laughs> either this is they're seeding something that will come back later, yeah. and is like most likely what's happened is uh, it's. I imagine it. It means that he is from some bloodline or something. about Lydia and stuff. Exactly. So I, I assume that will come into it, but. <laughs> What I, what I like to think, because the ferryman was like, mm, no. you know, when he said he made that sound, he was like, mm, like thinking. I was like, I like to think he's just pe- checking Where out his pecs, ah. and he was just like, oh yeah, I'll deliver this letter. No, stop it. Yeah, we got to get some representation in this show. And he asked for alcohol as well. He's like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Of- yeah, that's him saying, you want to have a drink? Yeah, let's have a drink. Let's- yeah, there's a lot of signals, potential, yeah. potential Maybe. signals. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they then go on. They're marching. You have mm. your bit with Bjorn. Mm. One thing that I was I wanted to ask you about was yeah. because I noticed with this episode and actually the last episode as well, mm-hmm. the soundtrack really stuck out to me. Okay, it was really like this orchestral, instrumental stuff. But then also that I seem to recall there was some sort of deep bass, rhythmic type stuff that came into mm-hmm. it. I remember just really thinking like, whoa, like mm-hmm. really being transported. Obviously as someone who's done soundtrack stuff yeah. for anime. Yeah. Was it something that it, you'd also picked up on? or Less because I feel like given given the fact that the music complements the scenery, I was just fully immersed in everything. Yeah, so it's, I was so like, good. it's doing its job so well. You yeah, like I, was, I was kind of consuming everything at the same time. Yeah, so when Ashalad is talking to the Welsh commander, I'm not even going to hazard a guess at how to say his name. Because <laughs> when I, I'll, I'll be honest, when it came up, because it's like, yeah, Gratianus yeah. or Gratianus or something. But uh, of course, as soon as it came up in the subtitles, I was like, anus. <laughs> it's got the name anus in his name. Oh. <laughs> but I'm guessing from that name, like, yeah. okay, Welsh commander, but I'm, I'm assuming that comes from somewhere. Like Roman. Yeah, it feels very, it feels very, lines. yeah, it, it's that way inclined. It looks, it looks very gladiator. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, obviously, it's one of the first times we kind of see maybe a contemplation. Uh, a little bit of maybe a deeper contemplation from Ashlad about the way he killed those. Oh, yeah, because that's when the commander is surprised to see yeah. that Prince Canute is this. Because at first, the commander thinks that... Thorfinn. Thorfinn is, is yeah, the yeah, prince. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, a bit rough, but yeah. hey, you got to fight, so you know. You look like you don't have fear in your eyes. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like, I like that about you. Yeah, and then, of course, you've got, you know, Prince Canute, and he's yeah. like, oh, doesn't look like a king. You know, <laughs> that's sort of a bit disappointed. And then Ashalad says that line about how, you know, sometimes if you put all of your hopes or whatever onto one person, they can let you down. Mm. And maybe it's better that it is someone like Canute that becomes king. Mm. I thought that was really fascinating. And then that's when he has the flashback of Thor's. Mm, mm, mm. And that's what I found really interesting because I couldn't work out whether it was him feeling bad mm-hmm. or if it's him thinking about, because we're talking bloodlines, yep. you know, Thorfinn coming from stores is is a bit like being a prince, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's from this big. That's a, that's a astute observation. I like that. That was that was yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was him sort of saying that maybe Thorfinn had 
kind of wasn't living up to his expectations. Yeah. And he's like, maybe it's better that you already don't have expectations. Mm. I think, and even, and the thing is, even if you do have those expectations, the person that gave you those those thoughts and those feelings could just die. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. they could just get knocked off the earth just like that. Mm. And then it, like, and then everything changes for you in your life. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it's it's like a very profound way of saying just don't put all your eggs in one basket don't rely on the same person all the time and it's very conducive to the kind of character that Ashlad is because he w- he just will side with anyone and do anything and use anybody in any way mm. to get to to get to his ultimate agenda which i still don't think we fully oh no know yet do you no. get me he's definitely from some kind of bloodline he's definitely got some kind of agenda that we haven't fully seen or been revealed yet which I guess will happen in later episodes on Prime Video. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do definitely think that Ashlad has has a lot, lot more to unravel about himself. Oh, yeah. And I think he's doing that in real time alongside, in parallel to his, whatever his agenda is that he's had for however many years. And there's definitely some trauma in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. That he, yeah, hasn't, yeah. That he hasn't addressed yet. Oh, no, no. Some trauma that he has addressed and is probably what has made him the way he is, I think. Yeah. I love how they're like, oh, Torfin, Prince Knut, you guys get along, you're the same age. Yeah. And they look at them, they couldn't be more opposite. <laughs> oh, and I like the fact that Torfin has swapped Dam for just grunting and spitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely turning into into more of a typical, stereotypical Viking than... Like a brute. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's a bit of a he's turning into a bit of a tank. Do you know what I mean? He mm. only, like, it's, it's so... It's, he's got such an interesting position in the show he occupies such a great space because you don't it's it's about him but it's not really about him do you know Mm. what i mean like the way the way that the stories play out is about how he fits into everything in this kind of very significant but extremely insignificant way and i think that with torofin's kind of role that he's playing currently within these last maybe five six episodes or four five episodes i should say he's become somewhat of a, a mannequin for for ashalad do you know what I mean? He's like, uh, just do this and I'm going to move you here and I'm going to use you as this pawn to do this thing. And mm. and he's been questioned a few times on it by his men, his own men. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just think Torofin is so happy to play that role because he's now like, ah, oh, bro, this is just what it is. Do you get me? I just need to do this because I want to fight this boy and kill him. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. Like, I just need that. And there was another promise, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Of a duel. And he doesn't even say it. Like, he's just like, you better make this worth my worth my while. And he just knows what he's talking about. He's like, yeah, 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 I'll duel you later. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. Saying? yeah. Yeah, you can have the duel, bro. Don't worry. Just go and do the thing I need you to do right now. Very much baiting him. Yeah, all the time, man. All the time. He's Ashalad is very, very calculated. Extremely manipulative. Mm. Extremely manipulative. So they're walking with the Welsh envoys on the side of the mountain. And everybody's kind of trying to trying to make it to where they need to get to right now and, and transport themselves. And obviously in that, Torfin with his new battle instinct or his his growing battle instinct, very fast growing battle instinct. Yeah, it even, it even mirrors Torkoal's moment of battle instinct and prowess where they kind of just notice. They're doing their thing and they're walking, getting along, merry and jolly, whatever. And then they just all switch and notice that there's somebody watching them mm. without there being any main indications, the wind changes or whatever. Do you know what I mean? They notice that. And that also mirrors the ambush that Tor's caught, which is, he ended up dying in. That Ashlad set up, Ashlad and Floki set up back in the beginning. So I feel like his is it's a mirror of so many different things that we've seen in more experienced warriors that Torfin is is really starting to become a very sick warrior. And he's being described as a as a as a as a much more competent warrior by Bjorn, by loads of people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, they have an ambush. Do you think they'll, do you think they'll make it out? Think they'll make it out alive! 
I think they'll, well, I don't know who, will, I think Ashlad has to make it out because there's no way they're going to kill him off without us finding out the mystery. I mean, you didn't think Tors was going to die. No, but we did know a lot about Tors. I hear that. But did you think he was going to die? No, that's true. I didn't. Anyone can get it. Ashlad you know? could die and then we find out about him in the future. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it might just be a true. legacy story of Ashlad. It might, they might spin it all on his head. It might just be a complete, oh, this is actually about Ashlad. That's true. I do think. I think Torfin is, this is about Torfin though. So I think, yeah. I, I feel like Torfin has to be safe because otherwise the whole, you know, the, the long thread that runs through. Mm. So Torfin was five, Prince Canute will survive. I like to think it'll be mainly just the two of them. They'll run off. I'm shipping them. I want to, I want to see them hook up. You know, <laughs> not, not like in a sexy way. I just like, I, I think it'd be, you know, Prince Canute could teach Torfin just how to chill out and center himself. And, and Torfin could teach Canute how to, how to fight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be, I think, I think there'll be some, I think they'll use that. That yeah. sounds pretty, pretty indicative. I think they'll use that as like a bonding moment between them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Teach him how to fight. Yeah. Teach him how to, be a, be a king, maybe? I don't know. Mm. So, I mean, they're, kind, they're both kind of, it's kind of like a runt prince and and like a, a, a quote-unquote official prince. Do you know what I mean? What I like to think is at some point, something will happen to Prince Canute mm. and Torfin will end up posing as Prince Canute and taking over. That would be cold. Mm. Ooh. And before we wrap up mm -hmm. for this episode, mm -hmm. was that leaf at the end? It was leaf at the end. Oh! My guy, Leif. Oh, he's all old and bold now. Oh, and he looks so stressed yeah, and upset. Man. And there was a kid that looked a bit like Torfin, who he got really, I'm guessing it reminded him. Yeah, there was definitely a kid who had the hair, same kind of hair and, mm. and color of clothing as Torfin. And he thought, and it was maybe a slave. Yeah. And he was like, oh my God, is that him? Ah, I found him after however many yeah, years. Yeah, that's like he was I mean? reminded. He had a full head of, well, was it a full head of hair? I mean, he wore a hat, but, um, but we did see him at the end there with a, with a look of, somewhat hope and and purpose in his eyes yeah but also upset he looked really upset yeah yeah oh i can't wait we're gonna get into quick fire 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 all fire, right fire 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 fire, fire. let's do it fire, fire. favorite character fire fire fire, fire. no <laughs> uh favorite character is ashlad oh yeah nice yeah i think ashlad ashlad for sure i think he's just done he's done what he needs to do and he's been a leader Mm. Tonight he's been a leader. I'm gonna go for Bjorn. Okay. Yeah. Why Bjorn? I'm, I I think he's just talking a bit more sense. I like. I think he's a good right hand man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think he's I'd, wise. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree massively. Nothing to do with meeting the real Bjorn. <laughs> Least favorite character. Ragnar. Ragnar. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm gonna agree with you again. Actually, I think he's just super annoying. I, I think <laughs> he's spoiling yeah. Prince Canute. He's 100%. spoiling him. Like the, what? The commander's there. He wants to know. So the prince is like. Whispering in, in his, his ear. ear, like, and it's like Ragnar should be like, "You're a full, you, you're a teenager. You talk to him. Come on now, you're gonna be the ruler. You can't do it through me all the time." Yeah, come on, man. You gotta get some bass in your voice, bro. You know, you know how I feel about characters like that when we did it back in Evangelion, anyway. Like, oh yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like mm. those kind of characters super annoy me, and I, I don't mean in the sense that you're not addressing things inside. Yeah, I mean just in the sense that you're way too spoiled. Like you would not survive if if Ragnar wasn't there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I would get it if there was uh if Prince Canute there was something about them that they couldn't like there was an actual issue as to mm. why they can't talk or whatever like mm -hmm. that. But it's like, come on now. I think he's just spoiled. Yeah, man. Favorite scene? The mirroring moment. This the battle instinct mirroring mm. moment where Torfin notices the ambush in the same way that Torkel noticed the ambush, Torkel and his men noticed the ambush in the same way that Tors noticed the ambush. I think yeah. that was a that was like a, a really subtle growth moment. 
That's that, nice. That I appreciated in, in Torfin at that point. What about you? My favorite scene, it's sort of cheating. It's its the, all the stuff at the end because it, it becomes so epic. It almost feels like an end of series episode, mm. like rather than the midpoint mm. because there's that lovely bit where just after Thorfinn like notices that there's people there mm -hmm. and it shows the archer pulling back, mm -hmm. shooting the arrow and then does a really nice transition mm. where the arrow going across the screen becomes a leaf yes. that is falling down and Thorko grabs it yes, and Thorko like it. smiles because yes. you're like, oh, does Thorko know what's happening or is he just excited that there's going to be something happening soon? Yeah. And then you get the, you know, you get leaf, like you get all this stuff, but that shows you the king briefly, yeah, yeah, like yeah, to yeah, yeah. where the king's hanging out looking bored actually. But uh, all this, it just built yeah. so well and the music and, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, damn, you're selling me on that now. You're making me want to change all my answers. <laughs> no, I definitely think that was a sick scene though. 100%. Like yeah. a sick sequence of scenes. Well, I'll tell um, you what, you could use it for the next quick fire question. Okay. And that is? Most epic moment. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go with that. What about you? I, I think most epic moment, because it was such a tie between this one and the last one, mm -hmm. but it's the bit where they show up and it's really foggy and they're like, oh, it's just two Welshmen. And then the, all of the ships all are the behind. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah. I got goosebumps. I wanted, this I wanted there to be like more of a like Italian style yeah, shot though. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a another base moment where it's like, mm. and then like you see all of the ships like in like this big kind of fleet triangle. Yeah, I, I definitely imagine that moment to be different. Probably why it's not my most epic moment. Yeah, but fair. it was a sick moment though. And I respect your decision. Okay, well, what question do you most want answered in the next episode? When is Ragnar going to die? <laughs> so that Canute can actually become, the, like, take some responsibility for himself. We need another montage, don't we? Canute needs a montage. I also want to see Canute's backstory a little bit. Like, yeah, I just need to figure out what yeah, he's about. Yeah, what's the deal? What's your deal? What are you about? I'm going to start asking people that. What are you about? What are you about? What's your deal? That's cold. <laughs> what's your deal? What's your deal, What's bro? your problem? You know what I mean? What about you? I, I need to find out what's happening back home. What's oh, happening with still, Ilva, yeah. What's happening with Helga? I've been asking this for several yeah, episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it feels time to get a bit more of a... bit more of an answer. Yeah, yeah. I want to see... I need Ilva to be like on some crazy smoke now. Do you know what I mean? She's done like the the, the holding down the, the fort thing. And now she's just like been training for the past however long. Well, now that we know that there were loads of like women Vikings as mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. legitimately... Mm -hmm. I like to think that she's going to show up at some point and just like, oh, I mean, it feels like that it's ripe for a moment where they're in a fight yeah. and it turns out that it's her versus Torfin. They don't realize till yeah. like the last minute. And like then they're a, like, oh my gosh. Like a Torfin gets knocked down and then he's about to die. And then the sword that crosses the path of the, of the killing blow is Ilva's sword. Oh, and yeah. she's secretly been following them the whole time type stuff. You get me? I feel, I feel like that would be oh, cold. Oh, yeah, nice. I feel like that would be cold. And we want to see, so we want to see Ilva back in the show. We want to see Helga. Where you at? Where you at? And although we're only halfway through a series, this is the last episode of season one. Oh, my. Odin. I'm going to try and get that trending. Instead of OMG, it's OMO. OMO. It's been dope getting to discuss anime with you, Beck. I couldn't think of a better comp animanian. Companion. Do you know what? Companion? I, I weirdly enjoy that. Try to say, say that one more time. Companion. Say it with a little bit more chest. Companion. Oh my days. Companion. There you go. 
Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy that. Companamanian. That's harder to say than I thought it would be. Thank you. But I will not miss the puns. I'll be honest. I'm I'm not going to miss those puns. (laughs) Well, we hope to be back soon to dive into the rest of the season and finally find answers to our long list of questions. I really need to know what Ashlad's deal is. Yeah. No, seriously. Thanks for listening to this episode and series of Animator Z. If you've enjoyed hanging out with us, please do leave us a review. And don't forget, you can watch all of Vinland Saga now on Prime Video. Animator Z is a Little Dot Studios production for Prime Video UK. The show is hosted by Shailingo and Beckham. It's produced by Nicole Davis, Jake Cunningham and Harold McShill. With production coordination from Ellie Aitken and editing by James Payne. With additional research by Ren Skateni. If you've enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast and wherever else you get your podcasts. So... Our producer, Nicole, has just come in and handed us a bottle of mead. Oh, this is sick. It's called Horns of Odin. Oh, my goodness. Traditional and, mead. And we've got these these curious boxes. So yes. we're going to open these up now. Unboxing sound. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. What is... Oh, my goodness. I know what it is. Oh, it's like a, a tankard or something. Oh! What? Ooh. It's got our names on it. <gasps> it oh, does! this is dope, man. Oh this my gosh, this sick. is so cool. I'm drinking all my drinks out of this. I'm bringing this to pubs and bars and nightclubs. This is on my rider now, by the way, guys. All right, I'm going to pour yours. Okay. Say when. Mm, when. I feel like <laughs> it'd be very easy with these with all these right. cups. Oh, do you want to pour mine? Oh, yes, I'll pour yours. Cool. All, all right. right. Should we do a cheers? Yeah, let's do it. To Animator Z. To Animator Z. To Valhalla. Cheers. Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, Bro, yes. That is amazing. Anime to Z listeners, everybody locking in, new and old anime fans. Beck, I love you. You've been oh, amazing. You too, Season one's been fantastic. My name is Shay Lingo, and your name is Beck Hill. And, and drink you... your mead responsibly. Drink your mead responsibly. <laughs> nice to meet you. What a great way to end. <laughs>